I recording? We are recording. And we are good to go. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the What's Your Opinions podcast. Uh, the reason why you only got me today is because, well, Alex has no clue what to talk about on the NFL, so you just got me for an episode. Like I said, uh, this is still my show, and I'm going to be able to, you know, have solo episodes ever so often, just in case, you know, Alex can't record, or just, I feel like I want to record an episode just with us, just to connect. But right now, this is for my sports fans, this is for the NFL crowd. If you guys enjoy this video, please give it a like, comment, and subscribe, and join our journey. Gaming content will be coming soon, and let's get into it. The NFL season has officially ended. Uh, it's been ended for, well, well over a couple weeks now. But I wanted to gather my thoughts and just kind of see where it goes with where my team is directing. Sadly, my San Francisco 49ers could not get it done in the AFC, in the NFC Championship. But Matthew Stafford and the Rams have gotten themselves a Super Bowl. Congratulations. All the draft picks you have spent and traded away have finally paid off. Congratulations to Odell. Again, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, who is now the greatest defensive player of all time. Don't know what you, I don't care what you guys say. Congratulations. Now, with those introductions out of it, um, we basically are about to see what the future of the NFL holds. Tom Brady is officially retired. Um, we are at the literal last generation of my quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers had got another consecutive MVP, even though did not cash it in in a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, he is another MVP, and he holds the game in a chokehold to wherever he lands. And that is kind of crazy to think that a QB... And Aaron Rodgers' level is still playing at a high, at, playing at a high level at his age. So you know it's crazy, but you know still can't get it done in the playoffs. But but besides all that, uh, what I want to talk about today is a couple things. We have the NFL and kind of what they're, uh, what I think they should do moving forward. We got the overtime rules apparently because everybody be, keeps fucking you know complaining about it. You have Kyler Murray situation, and then you got the 49er talks. So without any further ado, before I even say anything. I just want to say I am excited for this season coming up, not just for my team, just for this league in general. The league, I've, I, I think when I look at this, I don't think I've ever enjoyed an offseason this much in years than now. We're going to see what QBs are going to be developing with the new, with the, with the new acquired teammates they're going to get, so on and so forth. Because I have already said this, we are about to enter the greatest QB era of all time. Your top 10 is your top 10 will change in the next five years than it is right now. We already have conversations that uh, that Patrick Mahomes is already a top five quarterback now. I don't believe that. Do I think he makes himself a, a, a valiant case to next year possibly break into the top 10 all time? Obviously. This man has gone to four consecutive AFC championships, has gone to two Super Bowls under a rookie contract. That's really, really good. And I can't wait to see, you know, what lies next for him, especially with the whole situation with his family and all that stuff. Are they really a distraction, or was he just on a really down year? But who knows? We'll, we'll check on it next year. Josh Allen, Joe Burrows, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. You can even say Baker Mayfield if you really wanted to. I don't think so. And you have, in the West, you have Trey Lance, who could potentially make a jump. Jalen Hurts, can he develop and come better? Um, Mills, is he just a... Just a a bridge quarterback until they find somebody. Deshaun Watson. We don't know what his future lies. Tua Tavangaloa. Just so many. Remember years ago, it was so hard to get a franchise quarterback, like 10, 15 years ago? Now they're like everywhere. The quarterbacks are changing. And But with that saying, the NFL is also changing also. And with it changing, there's also problems. 
And the NFL problems right now, I believe the biggest issue is the officiating. I think the officiating is absolutely garbage. I think the officiating is okay at some point, but that to me, if the NFL problems, the NFL needs to change that, and they need to take they need to take responsibility for that at all times. The the NFL referees, you know, they're getting paid almost half. They're getting paid a quarter million dollars to make bad calls. I'm sorry. Call it as it is. The ever since the new league, ever since I think 2016, when the when the rules have changed and benefited more of the offensive players. It has gone spiraling downhill since then. I will stick by that to the fullest because defensive players really can't do anything, and defensive players have to constantly adjust to these new rules that benefit the NFL. And this is where, like, the NBA comes into it where, you know, the flopping was happening so often. And then they made a new rule that, you know, you can get fouled for foul baiting. or And then it benefits more the defensive players, and then the game is... And everyone was complaining, but now everyone's adjusted to that, so... This new thing that the referees are trying to do, I still think you got to hit these these because these referees take no responsibility. What I mean by that, what I mean by that is basically like, oh, it's just like, oh yeah, flag call, that's it. They discuss it for maybe a few seconds, like the Super Bowl, that last drive. I get it, I get it. Should have never happened. Those flags should have never been called because you were letting them play the entire series, that entire game. You were letting them play. And that is the crucial benefit of, oh, that's what happens when you let them play, but then we have to call the crucial moments. It's just ridiculous. But that's just me. Maybe I'm just being a, a salty Niner fan, but that's just that's just ridiculous to think that in the last drive, that last, what, minute and a half, four flags were thrown? That could have ended all that drive? That's just me, though. But I think these referees need to be held accountable to the highest standard, and which is you hold these players to the highest standard. If these guys are fucking up, you find them. And I think you need to find these referees. I'm not saying crazy money like $50,000. No, you're hitting. But what I do think is you got to hit it where it hits matters. And it's just, I think to me, I think if you set the tone, you, t you find them $10,000 per bad play. $10,000 for a bad play. They get evaluated and then more gets chipped off of that. And this is why I've always said we need the sky judge. How is it that the XFL got that right? And the NFL refuses to even acknowledge that. And I think always the NFL is always two years behind. They think they're being innovated. And, like the whole challenging the flag, challenging the pass interference is a few years ago, right? Because of the blatant missed, uh, the blatantly missed pass interference on the Saints and Rams game. That should, the, the Saints should have went to the Super Bowl, right? And nothing happened. And it's like, you know what? You could throw flags. And then that was abysmal as it was. So it is what it is. But the sky judge, I just believe there should be a guy in every game that's like a Mike Pereira. Put him in the fucking booth. And then next thing you know, if a flag is thrown, he gets 30 seconds to review it. And if it needs to be picked up, bam. And if it's not a bad call, like, oh, he's just whatever, they should get fined like $500. I think after every, I think after every game, the sky judge should literally give these guys a grade anything below a c a c plus anything below a b they should be fined 500 dollars for for every flag that was bad like let's just say there was 28 flags thrown how many of those flags were actually justified uh seven. Oh, so there was dumb flags okay cool let them let them go there's just certain things like the sky judge can literally let them play their game but still judge them at the same time like oh that's a blatantly bad call take that off bam that's a check or, you know, just just little things. You, you got to hold these guys responsible. You know, like literally the the Raiders and the Raiders game. 
in the divisional round. I was the wild card round. That should have never happened. That call should have never been blown. And the Raiders have something to complain about for the next 20 years. But that's just my one fix to the NFL problems. Another one is taunting. Bro, what are we doing? Let these guys taunt. They're here for a reason. They're here to entertain us. Let these guys entertain. Yes, you can't. But the NFL right now, they're still catering to their older fans when their fans are getting younger. There's kids. I mean, granted, there's little kids always, you know, doing all this stuff. And oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. But at the same time, like, you have to understand you got to cater to both sides. And it's just like, oh, well, the older guys are always complaining on Twitter. Like, oh, well, back in my day when we made a touchdown, uh, we basically just shook heads and we went to the sideline. And that was like 60 years ago. Yeah, 60 years ago, racism was still a big thing. And you were beating your wives for overcooking the meatloaf. So, again, where, where is your logic with this? Let these guys taunt. Dude, if I get someone with a – give me someone with like Deion Sanders-esque type of attitude towards this game for every single player – the game is immediately more fun than it will ever be. And, you know, more, more other things, you know, cap spaces and all that stuff. I can really don't care. Those are, like, my two only problems with the NFL for, like, the most part of it. But, you know, on to... And now we're on to the biggest problem with the NFL. Overtime. Yes, I get it. Overtime rules are stupid. I agree. I agree that, you know, you should get another chance. But at the same time, these be rules were better than the ones before. Remember years ago in the old overtime rules, you just had to score and the team never got a chance. My thing is this. You you have the you have the opportunity to play defense. And if you can stop them from scoring, you score, you win the game. That's it. That's cool. You both get a chance. If you And I get it. Like the whole touchdown thing. Like, oh, no, no, I, I don't get it. I honestly don't get the whole touchdown thing because it should be if you let them make a touchdown in overtime, you should lose. Dude, you had a whole you couldn't stop them. These guys are tired. But I get it. It's like Patrick Mahomes and the whole Josh Allen thing. If I had to change the overtime rules, if I was given the opportunity to change the overtime rules, I'm going to go with a little bit of a Deion Sanders-esque type. He was on a Barstool Sports episode and he was talking about two teams start at their own 45 and they got to drive up. I completely agree with that, but I'm going to put my own little twist on it. I think you should start at your own 45 immediately. No kickoffs, no nothing. Just straight 45, and you have to convert a third and 10 in order to progress. And if you don't, you have the option to let the other team get their possession, or you can go on the fourth down, but if you do go on the fourth down and you miss and you don't, and you don't convert, well, the other team can score now because it's a turnover on downs. Or do you give your team the opportunity to whatever the case may be? Even if they score a touchdown or a field goal, you still give the team the opportunity to basically, uh, I'm sorry, to basically get their chance to score. So no one's happy. But here's my twist. You only get your starters for the first drive. And if both teams fail to score on their first drives, the game resets. It's, a tip, it's still going on the typical 10 minutes, two timeouts. But now... There's kickoffs, and you're starting, and your backup QB has to go in, and your second string and your third strings have to be on defense and offense. I think that really gives the element of how good is your second strings and your third strings to win an overtime game. I like that aspect because, well, it's cool. You get to rest your starters a little bit, and you get to see what your backups are. To me, I think that is a better way of viewing overtime. And people are and people are like, oh, dude, I like the college overtime rules. College overtime rules are ridiculously stupid. This is how players get hurt. 
This is how people end their college careers. This is how people never go to the NFL because they got hurt. I don't like that rule. I hate it. There should be ties because if you can't win in regular, if you can't win in regular time, then by all means, you don't deserve to win at all. I'm sorry. And now we're going to go on to another topic that I thought was pretty interesting. And that's pretty much going to be the meat and potatoes of this podcast. I know I just flew through a couple things relatively, really fast, but at the same time, you know, this is going to be like the last part of it. This is like, I gave you guys like the appetizers and now Kyler Murray and the 49ers are going to be the main course of the meal. Let's continue. Kyler Murray right now is acting like an utter brat. Kyler Murray, to me, is so spoiled the way he's acting. Because people that don't know who Kyler Murray, uh, people that don't know the situation, if you've been living under a rock for a while, Kyler Murray has essentially been threatening the Arizona Cardinals to sign him. What is it? Uh, and he's only third year in his contract. Uh, what does this sound familiar? Josh Allen? But he's no Josh Allen. Josh Allen is tremendously better than him in every way possible. Josh Allen is bigger. Josh Allen has a better arm. Josh Allen just essentially is just a better quarterback. You can call it how it is. Don't get me wrong. Kyler Murray is a fantastic quarterback. He has lived up to the first round expectations of him. But at the same time, you shouldn't be doing the way he's doing this. And I think Shannon Sharp had said it the best. He's a kid. This is like being, this is like a, like a weird relationship where it's like, oh, well, we're complicated. You know, you're going to put it all out there. For no reason, when the Arizona Cardinals were most likely going to sign you to a long, lucrative deal in the first place, and you go do this, you're going to take away your entire Instagram post? That's like a breakup. When you break up with somebody, and you take away all the posts you had with that same person, and people are going to be like, what, what are you doing? Oh, I don't want this drama on me. But you caused the drama. You know? And Kyler was like, oh, I wish this would all stop, you know, whatever, whatever. You are the problem, Kyler. There is no reason this would have been done. You would have got your lucrative deal in the first place. And to be act like they haven't catered to you, and I think Larry Fitzgerald's father kind of said it the best. And it, was a, it was a bad tweet uh, in the sense of, like, I couldn't understand it to a degree until I had to uh, break it down. But basically he was saying is Kyler Murray is the same. He's just very – he needs to be humbled, which is very, very true. And he is very, very, he is very spoiled. And that is true. And my thing with Kyler Murray, I said this – I think in his second year was how do you help a rookie quarterback that and he was good he got offensive I think he got offensive rookie of the year but at the same time he was struggling you know they were a 5 and 10 5 10 and 1 but at the same time he was doing great things he was living up to that expectation let alone he was hurt that season and that's another thing I'll get into but Kyler Murray going into his sophomore season everybody has sophomore slumps everybody has sophomore slumps whether you like it or not, Sam Darnold, he had a decent rookie season. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield had a great rookie season, almost to the playoffs his rookie year. Sophomore slump, sophomore slump. Lamar Jackson tore it up, and he's like, you know, I'm going to be MVP because you know why they got me some good players. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, these guys aren't struggling because their teams, when you have a struggling rookie or you just have a rookie that, you know, had a good year and you want to see him bounce back because sometimes they can regress, is you go get them weapons. And what did they do? They went to go trade for DeAndre Hopkins for literal pennies and a tuna sandwich that was rot in the sun for like six days. Bam. Then you had Christian Kirk that was a good receiver. And then later on, you kind of developed that offensive line. The offensive line didn't do that 
bad in my in my opinion. Granted, they did let him. They I think they were ranked on player football focus. They were ranked number fifteen in offensive line. So that to him that case is this is nothing. Joe Burrows was ranked twenty two, and he still went to the Super Bowl. But it still proves that offensive line is still a much needed need in order for you to win a super. In order for you to win games, because you get time in the pocket. I guarantee you, if the if the if Joe Burrows had literal time in the pocket, he would have won with a walk off. He would have. He. You guys seen that film with Jamar Chase putting literal Jalen Ramsey down? Like I forgot. He. I think he did like a stutter step, put him on the ground, dude. Easy touchdown. That's all I'm saying. But with Kyler Murray, he's essentially saying, I haven't gotten any help. You have gotten help your entire career. You have been babied. You got the coach that you apparently wanted, and now apparently that's not even a thing. I still believe Cliff Kingsbury is a fraud. They got you They got you a better defense than it was years prior. They got you a top 10 wide receiver. They got you a top 5 wide receiver. They went to get you a really good wide receiver. You got A.J. Brown. You got T. Higgins. You got a, a, a solid team. It's up to you now to deliver. And that's the difference. If seem like with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams, and that's essentially it. Adam Lazard is not a good, uh, is not a to me is a decent wide receiver, and has a, bar- a barely running game. And the offensive line was good. You've catered to him. Now it's up to Aaron to figure this out. Garanay, yes, Bakhtiari wasn't in that divisional round, but at the same point, like when Bakhtiari was there against the Niners, Bakhtiari was getting destroyed. But my thing is this, Kyler. You've been injured your entire career so far. You have missed games. You have started off hot, and then you just become average. Like, you were an MVP. You were 7-0. You were winning games. Your defense was winning you games. DeAndre Hopkins was beating people on the fucking post routes. Everything. And then you go get injured because you are so reliant on the run that isn't designed for you. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson, to me, he can't be in the he can't be a runner first and then a passer second he you have to go through your uh, progressions and that's where I worried with Trey Lance when it comes to this situation we see Trey Lance in his couple of games and he's kind of been a run centric kind of guy and I don't like that but we'll get to we'll get to the 49ers in a minute but right now Arizona Cardinals with what they're doing with Kyler Murray I think they should hold out I dude up to 46 million dollars a year and you've been injured every single season I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go. Don't get me wrong. A lucrative deal is on the way for him, and he deserves every amount of it. Because look at what they were doing with Kyler Murray. I'm looking at the stats right now. Arizona Cardinals this year, 11-6. and six. Arizona Cardinals in 2020 was 8-8. Eight and eight, Very average. Missed the playoffs. Arizona Cardinals in 2019 was 5-10. and 10, More than what you got the year, after, the year before, which was 3-13, and 13, which got you, Kyler. Kyler has progressively gotten better with every single season going, but at the same time, he's been injured. And he's also had the weapons to do it. They went and got Zach Ertz from him. And Zach Ertz was ranked number three all on the on the tight ends list this year. So my thing is this with Kyler, the deal was coming. It, regardless, they had to sign you up because I'm not saying they were a poverty franchise, but for years before you, they were uh three and thirteen, eight and eight, seven and eight before the twenty fifteen when they lost in the conference championship. So that just shows you, you know, like they were a couple seasons away from just becoming a straight poverty franchise. They're good, but you bring them to the next level. You have nothing in your, the cards aren't in your favor because they have rights to you 
four years. They have your fifth year option. They have your they have your fifth year option. They have two franchise tags on you. So regardless, you want to do this, they'll play chess with you. And don't tell me you aren't going to go. Don't tell me you're not going to start it because there's no way he's going to sit out. There's just no way he's not going to sit out. And besides, if they want to, they'll let him go to baseball. He has to pay them all back in his bonuses. So again, the the Arizona Cardinals aren't worried about anything. Yes, I get it. It's a he's a he is a franchise quarterback, but at the same time, if your franchise quarterback is acting like a fucking baby, get out of here. Go play baseball. Go play in the lockout right now. And that's where Kyler Murray fucked up. He thought the baseball was going to flourish right now. We thought we were all going to get opening day. And then Rob Manfred, you know, is the cancer of everything. And we're locked out for two for the next two series. So Kyler Murray kind of has to accommodate with the Arizona Cardinals. And I and right now, like the Arizona Cardinals, they don't know what they're doing, Kyler. Seattle don't know what they're doing with Russell Wilson. And you have to eventually pay everybody up on the Rams. And this leaves the perfect window for the Niners to take this division. Now let's get to the Niners. My San Francisco 49ers literally blew my mind away this season. If you guys have been watching since week one, I've always constantly talked about the Niners. What do they hold? I came from all oh, the Niners have an opportunity from, I think, week, I think weeks prior. I had the Niners going to win the division, which they didn't. They almost won the division. But again, they were 11-5, and five, I believe, and made it all the way to an NFC championship where they were underdogs in every single game in the wild, in the wild card, in the divisional round, and in the uh, NFC championship. And they've just blew my mind away with this with, with the season they've had the Niners have the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl this year and do I have a prediction right now I really don't know the free agency hasn't started the draft hasn't started and you know I'm not going to be keep doing like one-on-one NFL content I may do it on TikTok if you guys want to follow us there but for the time being like I'm gonna wait this out until like maybe mid-August and then kind of give my thoughts on it how everything's going What's going on with, uh, you know, the starting position and all that stuff. And I can't wait to do that. But right now, like I said, I'm not going to keep making this a sports-based podcast just on the NFL and the content. Oh, little news happened here and there. No. Like, I'm going to let this kind of, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, cook, I'm slow cooking it right now. You know, I gave you guys the, this appetizer, and then we're going to be slow cooking the dish for a little bit. It's going to take, take a while, but it's going to be really good. But let's get to the 49ers. The 49ers right now have... A window that's open, I think, to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I guarantee I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but they're eventually, they're moving off on him. And it sucks. Jimmy Garoppolo's winning games. Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback. And for people that are saying you can't win with a mid-quarterback, you are insane. What star caliber quarterback has won in the last 10 years? Take Tom Brady out of it because Tom Brady was not a cap casualty. Aaron Rodgers was once the highest paid player. Didn't win, a, didn't win a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes in his rookie year wasn't a cap casualty, won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson wasn't a cap casualty, won a Super Bowl. So out of those three guys, who was winning Super Bowls? Nick Foles, Eli Manning. Yeah, Nick Foles, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, just to name a few. You can win with average to mid quarterbacks. It's just you guys want the flashier side of things. So it looks better on a Super Bowl resume. I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I would much rather have an average quarterback 
that has been winning games, has gone to an NFC Championship, that's gone to a Super Bowl, who has learned from that experience, than a flashy guy that's going to get hurt eventually. And there's nothing wrong with Trey Lance. You know, I'm eventually, I have to be on the Trey Lance's train now because we're quarterbackless right now. They're still going to find a, a suitor for Jimmy, and that's it. But what I think with Trey Lance is they have to throw the kitchen sink. They can't play conservative. I mean, Kyle cannot play conservative like he did with Jimmy. You just simply can't. I think right now Jimmy Garoppolo can flourish somewhere, but if I'm right, Trey Lance could potentially lay an egg, and maybe Trey Lance is, isn't ready for this year. I, we just don't know. Trey Lance, in the 10 quarters that I've seen him, he's looked impressive. He has shown that he can be a third-pick caliber player, but at the same time, he makes the same mistake as Jimmy does. Granted, he's a rookie, but I believe in the kid. He has a great, he has a crazy arm. He is very mobile. But people are comparing like, oh, he's a Lamar Jackson. I'm like, I don't want him to be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got hurt running. Trey can extend the plays. If they can, if Kyle Shanahan can find a way to make run-centric plays designed for Trey Lance, I'm all for it because you got Josh Allen 2.0, and he's in the Bay Area. You got the weapons. You got Brandon Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel, who was the best wide receiver used. I'm not saying best wide receiver. He was the best used wide receiver. That belongs to Cooper Cup. You essentially, and people are saying in the draft too, let's go get him his teammate. He has great chemistry with his teammate. Joe Burrows, J Jamar Chase, you know, we might see a little pattern here coming in the next couple of years with quarterbacks and their old teammates. But still, you have George Kittle. You have a good offensive line. Needs a little bit of tweaking. I think with the Niners, you have to fix that secondary. If you can find the best, the best corner in the draft, you got to do it. There's just no way you can go another year with just subpar corners. It killed us in the NFC Championship. It killed us in the first drive of the of the the divisional round, and then it was killing us in the second part of the Cowboys game. It's always been it's it's always been a thing. We've never had a top corner in years. I get it. I love Emmanuel Mosley. I love you know the rookies that they have, but sometimes you just need that veteran presence that's still relatively young. Get me AJ Bouye. Get me somebody. But right now, the Niners' future is, I think they can win a Super Bowl in the next five years. The Super Bowls, their Super Bowl window is now because you eventually got to pay Debo and you got to pay Nick Bosa. Your defense is constantly getting better. D'Amico Ryan is staying another couple of years because he wants to get this completely under his belt. He said, I want to run this shit back. I did this good before I could do it again because I was very, very crucial on D'Amico Ryan. He didn't know how to adjust. Soon as the Niners went on that winning streak, that defense became phenomenal. Just and he adjusted, especially when it came to the Rams. Yes, a little bit of the corners had something to do, had something to kind of deal dealt with it. But at the same time, D'Amico Ryan is the real deal. I believe in him now because I said he, if he's the guy that changed Fred Warner into an All Pro, you have your entire team back. You'll be fine. Javon Kinlaw comes back. You still don't know what you're getting with D Ford. I, I, D Ford needs to retire. Like he is costing so much money. But again, the number one thing is you got to get Jimmy. You got to ship Jimmy off so you can get some players. And right now, I think you need to get maybe one or two offensive linemen, maybe get Mike McGlinchey and ship him out somewhere. But at the same time, you need to focus on that corner. I think your offense is legit. Your offense can be, th it can thrive because it obviously thrived. Now under Trey Lance, can it go the next level? And that's pretty much where I'm at with Trey is just like, eh, 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 eh. I, I'm really there with Trey. I love Trey. I think he's a perfect fit especially with this roster of, of quarterbacks, you look at his entire draft class, I believe he's a top three. I believe he's a t he has the potential to be a top three. 
I think it's right now Mac Jones. Obviously, he went to the playoffs. Mac Jones is number one. Trevor Lawrence, just because the fucking talent is there, and he, if they can do everything right with him, especially under Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, good Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a free agent. But I'm saying is if they do everything right, Trevor Lawrence can have a huge leap. Trey Lance, he's already showed he's better than Justin Fields. He's already showed he's better than uh, Zach Wilson. So I, if I had to rank them right now, it's like Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, and uh, and then uh, Zach Wilson. And who knows? Trey Lance could literally dominate. He could have a Patrick Mahomes MVP year. Who fucking knows? But right now, Kyle Shanahan needs to stop playing conservative and give the kid what he needs, which is let him be him. But also keep him. But also don't have plays that just constantly have him running because then we're having an RG3 2.0 and I'm going to hate everything about it. And then I would call for Shanahan's job. And Shanahan's job is not on the fucking fire, on the hot seat whatsoever. He has a, essentially another uh, rookie that's playing. If you guys would like to support the podcast in any way possible, you guys can purchase some of these uh, vintage clothing or just stuff in general. That is in my Depop. Link will be in the description. It helps me and Alex kind of have better situ- uh, has better you know, placement and stuff. We still want to make this podcast, you know, incredible. And we can't do that without little cash. So if you guys would like to support us, you know, go to our Depop link in the description. If you want to follow Alex, he, on, he is on Lepe Let's Plays on Twitch. If you guys want to follow uh, the podcast on TikTok, it is the What's Your Opinions podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like this video, comment. We want to see what your guys' opinions on on this video. Regularly scheduled episodes on every Friday. And always, we'll have gaming content for you guys eventually. And always, peace. Thank you. And I love y'all.